0: Hey guys, this is Sarah Beth, and I just want to thank you for listening to episode 30 of the Simply 127 podcast. I'm pretty excited about reaching this milestone. As you can imagine, we have less than a shoestring budget for marketing and advertising, and mostly our podcast is introduced to people by word of mouth. So if you're enjoying these conversations, it would mean the world to me for you to recommend us to a friend, maybe share something you see on social media, just kind of help us get the word out there. Of course, I'm biased, but I believe we're putting together some really great content with a good balance of information and inspiring stories. Today's guest is definitely a good mix of both of those. We hope you learned something and are inspired by my conversation with Chris Omondi. Chris works for one of our Kenyan ministry partners, Swahiba Networks. He grew up participating in the ministry activities, and now he's actually directing the day-to-day ministry activities, and he's encouraging and discipling young people living in Kibera. So without further ado, Chris, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, my my name is Chris, and uh, I'm a Kenyan. I was born in uh, in, in Nairobi, and uh, I grew up in the slums, the largest slums in uh, in Africa, that is in Kibera. And, uh, I, 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 I was, uh, I, ca- I, came from a very, a family that is not stable as such because my, both my parents divorced when I was very young. I was about four years mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I was subjected to grow into people's hands. And, um, I ended up growing into my stepmom's, uh, hands. And, uh, when, uh, after after, uh, after a while when now I had grown to become a teenager i since the kind of life that I was living in the slums wasn't uh impressing and wasn't wasn't a good life because sometimes you could go without eating and subjected into serious poverty so there's a church called blue house by then it's a uh, which used to feed children, young people we could mm-hmm. gather all the young people in the slums and start feeding them there. So we could we could go there. We could go there, but not to go to have lunch, not to go to not to go to, to, to a church, but to go there so that you can be able to be served with some food. So that is when I also met Peter mm-hmm. uh, because Peter used to come into that. Charge as a as a youth pastor to to preach to the young people who are who are who are who are who are going there to receive food. So uh there's a day that he he mentioned that he wanted to take he wanted to give people an opportunity to go to the camp. And uh I luckily enough I was one of the young 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 boys that were picked. Was, that was when I was about 13, 14 years. Uh, that is the time that I was actually picked to be taken to the camp. And I was so lucky. <laughs> and uh, uh, because we have never stepped out of Kibera, we are living in in, in slums and you, you can't go out. And not that you don't want to go out, but there is no resources. There is no opportunity. Right. So we took it as a very serious opportunity, a golden opportunity to us. So we went there, we went to the camp, and life was totally different. And then that is when I gave my life to Christ. And uh, I began to walk with Peter. Uh, Peter began to walk with me, sorry. And uh, after after I gave my life to Christ, I joined the ministry uh, that is now Swahiba. And uh, I grew up through Peter's hands. Uh, uh, Peter Peter was Peter is my mentor. He mentored me. Uh, since I was 13 years old and today I am now thirty 32. I'm turning, actually I'm celebrating my birthday next month on 3rd <laughs> I'm turning to be 30, starting the 33 year old.
0: You're you're getting so old, Chris. Chris,
1: Chris Yes, <laughs> I am getting old but young in Christ. <laughs> I'm a family man. I have a wife,
0: uh-huh.
1: and a son. Uh, my wife is called Lillian. And my son is called Liam, Jaden. Amani. Amani means peace.
0: <laughs> a beautiful yes. wife and a beautiful son. Yes. <laughs> um, great. So a lot of our listeners are going to know a little bit about Swahiba, but just in case there are some people who don't, can you tell us a little bit about the work that you guys do, and primarily the work in Kabira? Right. Uh,
1: Swahiba is a... Is, is a is a Christian organization or a ministry that God gave to us so that we can be able to minister to the people who live in the Kibera slums and even other parts of the city. And uh, we have um, we have several programs that we run targeting young people and also targeting the widows and the whole community of Kibera and even other parts of the of the city and also in the out of the city like in Sierra in the village. So we have got uh, the purity program that is being run in the high schools here, the the, the local high schools Mm -hmm. that are located in Kibera. And we are reaching out to about 1,000, close to 1,300 girls. And these girls, we are reaching them out with the gospel. And on top of of the gospel, uh, our primary objective is gospel but we are also giving them the sanitary towels. The reason why we are giving out the sanitary towels to them, they are very much exposed to the level of the poverty and uh, they cannot even afford to buy the sanitary towels during their mansions. As a result of that, they, they tend to go out and begin to do illegal things like selling their bodies, Mm-hmm. And uh, to to be, able to to be in order to, to buy to purchase the, the sanitary towel during their men'sons, and as a Swahiba ministry, we are we 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 are chipping in to, to meet the temporal needs uh, that they you see like there is a sanitary towel, and you're pre- this person you're preaching to them to get away from the, from the sin or the sexual immorality. But you have not provided the solution for them, so they will still because the sanitary is a need. They will still go back to their original plan and go sell their bodies and buy the sanitary towel. Some of them they even go without eating. the The food food is a is a, is a major challenge here because a lot of people they depend on the on 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 a dollar or below a dollar on a daily basis, and some, mm-hmm. sometimes they don't even get it. I've got the Tabasamu that we, we give shoes every, every month of December. Uh, tabasamu means putting a smile on the faces of the children. And this program, we are running it here in Kibera and even other parts of Nairobi City. Uh, because during Christmas, a lot of young people or kids that come from the slums, they are not able to purchase a brand new pair of shoes. Because someone who cannot afford food, that person cannot even afford to buy uh, shoes. Because mm-hmm. between food, between food and the the shoes, which one comes? Which one should be given the priority? It is food. Yeah. Because you can't put you can't put on a brand new shoes and your stomach is empty. <laughs> that is that will be a, a you will be a bit mad. There's a that's madness. <laughs> so we. We we tend to we, we we are giving them the brand new pair of shoes, and all these things that we are doing is for the glory of God. I love it. We, we are we are, give, we are giving we are, we are doing this for the kingdom of God because we have seen a lot of people coming to Christ. Yeah. So we have reached them out with with the food basket. We have reached them out with the sanitary towel. We have reached them out with 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 brand new pair of shoes. We have also. Uh, did some repair work for the widows through through 127 we yeah. have uh, certain widows that have uh, were, were living in a very in the houses that were very deserted and when the rain comes it could the rain could rain on them and during the day it's just very challenging but i am so glad and grateful that through 127 we were able to put some construction for the for those widows and they are very happy and what surprises me that every time that we meet in the slums, they will always remind me for what I did. And <laughs> I will always remind them that it is not me, but it is God, <laughs> not me. God me, working to be,
0: God working yes, through, through
1: you. Yes, God is working through us. We are just the vessels yeah. on this earth. Yes. So, so we are so grateful for the partnership with 127 that they have been able to to, 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 to help us to meet the needs of the people in our community. Mm-hmm. And we are seeing very huge changes. We have, we, have, we have witnessed a lot of changes in the mindset of the young people and even people are moving very closer to God. Myself, I'm a product of Swahiba. Mm-hmm. And you see that uh, we have got a lot of young people. In fact, um, 99% of the young people that are working in our office today Are the product that we 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 reach out to them when they were in high schools Mm -hmm. and now there is a huge transformation in their lives and now they have joined Swahiba and now we are sending them out also to go and be an example and change the community through Swahiba yeah so a lot of volunteers that are working here they they are volunteering here they are here at Swahiba they are the, 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 we we first reached out to them when they were in high schools in Kibera, and now we have we have now absorbed them, and now we have sent them back to the community mm-hmm. so that they can be able to reach out, yeah, to do more work. Yes,
0: and they're passionate about what you guys are doing because they have been a recipient of that, just like you're saying for you too. Y- yes. That's great. Um, and, and then just another thing that I love, I'd love for you to just share a little bit more about is how strategic um, everything is kind of tied together. So when you're providing a shoe distribution, it's the same families that you're discipling in the schools and the same families that you're giving the food baskets to, you know, not always, but for the most part, there's strategy and kind of a long-term investment Into certain families. Can you talk a little bit about that and just um, maybe a a, a success story or a a family that you see God has um, used Swahiba to kind of put them on a different trajectory?
1: Yeah, we, we, they're like one of the women, women, a woman that I've mentioned to you, the widow actually, uh, that we built for her the house. That 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 lady, her life has really changed because uh, since then she's now living a stable life because uh, she has her husband died and and died like four years ago and she wasn't able to be she wasn't stable because when here in Africa when the, the, the the women depend so much on their husbands and when the husband is gone, life. Drops back to zero, or we call it square one, whereby you you start hunting for food by yourself. Mm-hmm. But we we have seen because we reached out to her, we went to visit her, and I remember we were with uh, Kelsey and other team members from so from uh, one two seven worldwide. And ever since we met her, uh, we, we we constructed a house for her, and we had remained with some little money that were given, and we gave her this money now she is now selling the we call them sandals here and
0: mm-hmm. she is
1: able now to to take care of the of her children and that that one alone is an achievement to us it is a it is the greatest achievement to us because this woman or this lady or this widow was not able then before we met her she was begging on the street mm-hmm. and now we have empowered her we have we have built for her a home she has a shelter where she can now sleep and now we we also give we also gave her some little money to start the small scale business and she has been able to raise her kids with this business so that is that is a plus to us that is a very is a big win to us yeah as uh, as as a Swahiba a, a and even in the kingdom of god yes yeah. so Great. that's what i can talk about yes and uh we also have we also have the if I talk about the staff of Swahiba majority of them 99% of them are from the school where we have been ministering to them and now it is them who are going out back to the schools where they are to minister to more students through Swahiba that is also an achievement to us and in the kingdom of God so we have we have seen that we are empowering people, and they can now be able to stand on their feet.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, and then we talked about this a little bit before we um, started recording, but this season in the podcast, we're talking about the gospel, and I know you've made that connection already in, in this first um, part of the of the recording, but I would love for you just to share how— um, from your perspective, how is the gospel central to what you do compared to just like an organization that's handing out food or clothing in the slums? Like how is Swahiba yes. different?
1: Swahiba so is a bit different because uh, even during the pandemic, uh, <clears throat> people, were, people came into the slums and they were giving food and giving, giving handouts and giving things to people, uh, the, the, the goodies to people. But for us as an organization, as, as a Christian ministry, we were we chose to be a bit different. And we what we we really focused on is to preach the word of God. That is the center of that is the center of what we do. So we could go out there and in, invite them and invite the widows in the office. And you could see some photos that I I shared with you that we are sharing the word first before we share the food, because we believe. And that is what we know that if you give me food today, I will eat, and tomorrow I will still come back. But the word of God, if you, if you plant the word of God in, uh, or a seed in, into someone's heart, it will grow and it will change many lives. Let mm-hmm. me give you a perfect example. If Peter didn't reach to me, reach out to, to us as a young, young people, mm-hmm. and we went to the camp. Abide camp and uh, and we were we 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 were preached to and we gave our lives to Christ. Today I wouldn't be doing what we are doing here. And if he gave me food 20 years ago, that food will no longer be there. So we are seeing how we are wrapping the gospel and even how we present the gospel, and we are we are not just doing it to see the transformation tomorrow, but we are doing it so that we can see transformation even in the next 10 years to come. Because yeah. when you transformed someone's life, you have really transformed many people. It's not just one person. Because now myself, I have I, I am now here at Swahiba and now doing the same thing that Swahiba that Peter did to me, and I'm doing it to many, many more young people in the slums. Yeah. And that is more important to us. And that is how we chose to be to be more strategic so that mm-hmm. we can be able to evangelize to these young people and even the widows. And we are seeing the transformation. We are seeing the huge transformation. We are seeing young people are coming to, surrendering their souls to Christ. And they are now walking with the Lord. And it helps us also to reduce certain things like early pregnancy, because now you you open the Bible and tell them that if the Bible is against this and you as a believer, you are not supposed to walk this way. This is how you are supposed to walk.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about how um the ministry looks different since the pandemic? So in the last year, what have you guys maybe new opportunities or new challenges that you've had as Wahiba through we, COVID?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we that is uh, since last year, March, We, we you know, the, when the COVID was coming, we didn't see it coming. We just found, found ourselves in it. And we, we had to seek and ask God to give us wisdom so that we can be able mm-hmm. to see how we can manage it. And it has come with so many restrictions. And as, as, as a minister in the, in the slums of Kibera, it is very, it is very, very congested. It is very congested. And I think we survived by the grace of God. Because (laughs) if if the COVID was to finish us, I think we would have been nowhere to be seen. But because God loved us, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't just stop and say it's because of us, we are strong. No, it is because of the love of God. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things have changed. Even the ministry in school, we we have the government has given us the new, new protocol to be observed. The the new, new new directives from the minister of health and mm-hmm. social distancing and uh, washing hands and, and and not greeting people. So we this thing has really affected our ministry because last the whole of last year from March up to to December, we never stepped into a school because the schools were closed. Mm-hmm. So we were just doing the ministry here in the office. We could invite a few people, sorry, and we, we could invite a few people to come so that we can be able to minister to them, which we, we felt that it wasn't effective, but it was. After We had, we had realized later that this this was the most effective way to reach out to these people because we are now having a one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. When we were giving food basket, when we were doing the discipleship program, when we were doing the discipleship program also after the Abide Camp, uh, we had to switch go, switch also to do, to do the virtual Abide Camp on the radio mm-hmm. uh, because we were not allowed to gather all these young people to take them to the camp out of Kibera or even out of Nairobi because Nairobi was on the lockdown. <laughs> and we could not move out of the city and we there was no any gathering that was allowed also to be to happen so we 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 did we did the bible camp on on the on the radio the local radio station and it was very effective we had young people gave their lives to christ and we are able to reach out to over 4000 listeners in 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 the slums and uh, we we gave glo- we gave all the glory to to God.
0: That's great. I love seeing yeah. that week. We guys are posting all the pictures of you in the radio station, and and then even after the yes. people who went through the discipleship program. I know we were praying for you guys through through that process.
1: Yes, yes, we really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Um. Listen, I know a lot of people that are listening will know you. Maybe they've been to. Um, visit you in, in Nairobi. Um, what are some ways that we can be praying for you guys over these next few months?
1: Uh, uh, first thing that uh, the, the first prayer request that I would love to request is to praying for the ministry as a whole because we are very much exposed to the challenges we, some schools have not given us a, a chance. Uh, because there is a lot of congestion. Some schools were closed forever. And uh, we are asking God to give us wisdom so that we can be able to benchmark into other schools. So the prayer request is that please pray for the ministry, sohiba so that God can be able to open many doors for us to be able to, to, to expand the ministry into the schools so that we, we reach out to these young people to... To transform their lives into the kingdom of God. That is the first one. The second yes. one, pray for us. Pray for us as uh, the leadership of Swahiba that uh, God will continue to give us wisdom and we'll be able to see the inner things that we we no longer see with our naked eyes, but we God God can lead us to see on how to do things because we have a lot of people coming in and we don't have resources. To to give them what they need, you are seeing the one 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 most one of the most hurting things is that a widow walks in, and she tells you that she's going to sleep without food. And when you look at yourself and even in the store, there's literally nothing to give her. It -hmm. is very difficult to tell her to go back home, and you know that you know very well that she doesn't have anything. Feed, feed her kids on. So we it is it gives us a lot of challenges, but we we are asking God to to give us more resources so that we can be able to feed the people who are in need. Because mm-hmm. we are not just feeding everyone, but we identify the people who are so much in need, and we are giving 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 them the food. Because we we have a very limited resources to To give, and we can't feed the whole slums with <laughs> close to a mil- close to a million people. So yes. we have to be wise, and we have to be wise so that we can be able to to give. Uh, we can be able to give food to the people who need. It. Right. Yes.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Chris. Um, you wow. know, we love you. We love the work that God is doing through Swahiba and. Just so thankful that our paths have crossed. Yes.
1: Mm, Thank you so much.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to today's conversation, guys. I did want to make you aware of a resource that we've created for you. You'll remember in this conversation, I asked Chris for specific ways that we could pray for him and for Swahiba Networks. And we actually have a prayer document that we update monthly on our website. You can go to 127worldwide.org forward slash pray where you can download the document or you can fill out a form and have it sent to your inbox every month. So this will just be an easy way for you to know how to pray specifically for our 127 partners and just to connect to us and to the work that God is doing through 127 Worldwide. Um, Our next episode will release on March 31st, where we will talk to David Lara. He's our Guatemalan partner with 127 Um, He's a pastor about an hour south of Guatemala City, so we hope that you will tune in, and just thanks so much for continuing to listen.